You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Good afternoon. Welcome in once again. Jimmy B and TC on the air with you. Here with you on a Tuesday. And uh, football season continues to gain on us. Week one of the high school season coming up this week. It'll be Friday night, Ankeny High against Ankeny Centennial. I have the call for you on that one starting here at 640 with the pregame show. 7 o'clock with kickoff with the Hawks and the Jaguars. Looking forward to that one. Coming your way from Ankeny in week number one. College football begins on Saturday. It's week zero. It's not a great slate of games, but it is college football. A big weekend. Week three of the NFL preseason. What we see this week is close to a dress rehearsal as we are going to get. Folks, we have made it. Football season is here today. We got plenty of that to get into this afternoon. Kicking things off. Coming up at about 420, Alex Halstead will stop by. From 24-7 SportsCycleAndAlert.com, lots to get into with Iowa State as they prepare for their opener with South Dakota State and getting ready for the Big 12 slate with them. Also, basketball news from yesterday. Cam Lard is back on campus and ready to go with the Cyclone basketball squad. We will get into that with Alex Halstead here in about 15 minutes or so. After that, Wolfgang is going to stop by. We'll talk plenty of Hawkeyes with Wolfgang today. Last night, we got to see the Hawks on BTN. Chance to go through that. In fact, it first was played right as our show opened yesterday at 4 o'clock. I'm sure most of you listening, though, were stuck at work, maybe getting in your car. I watched it last night, 8 o'clock. Good look at the Hawkeyes. A lot of different things to get into. We'll do that with Wolfgang. Also talk a little bit about the quarterback and what needs to improve this year from Nate Stanley. That comes your way. A couple of segments with Wolfgang starting at 440. Then at 530, an old friend to your boy TC is going to be stopping by. His name is Joe Fortenbaugh. And if you are somebody that likes to wager, like myself, uh, we've certainly played that angle into the ground, I think, throughout the years. But you know that. I like to gamble. Not a big better. Not going to give you winners all day long. And you're going to be very profitable yourself. But I enjoy it. I think it adds something. It gets me excited. It adds something. I call it an, an entertainment tax. An entertainment tax for games that might not mean a whole lot. Games that aren't overly important. You know, I got a wager tonight. Cardinals Dodgers laying one and a half on a side. Just adds a little bit of juice. And not putting my car payment on it. Not putting my mortgage on it. But a few bucks here and there. Keeps things a little bit more interesting. Well, Joe Fortenbaugh is a guy that is deep into the industry. He has been writing about sports wagering for a number of years. He now hosts a sports radio show in San Francisco in the Bay Area. Talks a lot. Giants, A's, football season, 49ers, college games, Stanford, Cal, all those different things. But Joe knows the industry incredibly well. And he has a podcast that has been out for about a year now. It is absolutely perfect, you know. A lot of times, for people who listen to podcasts, and I know we have plenty of people that also get our show that way, and a big thank you to you if you're not listening live on the radio right now. And those people, you can do things a little bit differently. You can plug it in, download it to your phone. Radio on demand. That, that's what a podcast is. For people that don't exactly understand it, imagine you just get to listen to me whatever you want. That's what a podcast is. Well, Joe has a podcast. It's very tight, very succinct. It's called the Sharp 600. Sharp, like a sharp, like somebody that knows what they're doing and wagering. Not your boy, TC. Sharp 600, and the 600 is for 600 seconds. Ten minutes. Ten minutes of your time. No screwing around. No asking dumb questions. Nothing like that. Get to the point. Figure out what people are playing. Figure out the guys in Vegas that he has on. The different people that know the game, know the wagering game. And it does it in a tight fashion. Absolutely love it. And uh, Joe Fortenbaugh will be stopping by. We'll talk about some of the bets that he likes. We'll talk NFL. We'll get into the Midwest teams here, the ones that matter for us, Bears, Packers, Vikings, Chiefs. We'll talk to him about that. We'll see if he's got a lean one way or the other on the Hawkeyes, on the Cyclones, maybe as it pertains to conference championship, getting into the college football playoff, whole bunch of things coming your way. 5.30 tonight, Joe Fortenbaugh, not going to want to miss that. Well, 
Back to something I, I touched on just briefly. And that was Iowa last night on BTN, and it continues today. What is it about Iowa where when we finally get availability, they got to pack everything together, and then it doesn't feel like we get everything? At least that's how it feels to me. We go from media day on a Friday, kids' day the next day on Saturday, and then nothing. And then finally we get a little morsel, just a little nugget, to try to get us through to September 1st and the first Saturday of the college football season. What do we get? BTN one day, the next day we get to hear from the coordinators. Now, this is a good thing. Anytime that the beat writers have an opportunity to talk to the assistant coaches, get a little bit more from them, it's a good thing. Not to take away, but it, we, it is so limited what we do get. So limited as it pertains to what we get for information. I just would like to see it spread out a little bit more. But that's a, that's a radio guy complaining. You guys don't want to hear that. So moving on. Let's get into what we found out, what we heard on both sides of things. I I think the most probably newsworthy item to get into is Iowa has a new starting running back. Brian Ferentz today, the offensive coordinator, said that Ivory Kelly Martin is the starter. Now, going back to the spring, it was Torrin Young. And for a while, it felt like Iowa was trending in a direction where Torrin Young was going to be I don't want to say Belkow. He's not going to get 300 carries in a season, anything like that. But he was going to be your number one. We saw both him and Ivory Kelly Martin a year ago during the redshirt freshman campaign. Redshirt freshman for Torn Young. True freshman season for Ivory Kelly Martin. They both did good things. Ivory Kelly Martin, though, has a little bit more wiggle to him. Torn Young's a big back. He's physical. He's, He's not Mark Wiseman. Got a little more wiggle to his game than that. He's more the LaShawn Daniels kind of running back. Ivory Kelly Martin is not Akron Wadley. Because to be frank, I was not probably going to have another guy like Akron Wadley in another 20 years. The the kind of breakaway ability, the stutter step moves that he had, the cuts in and out, those guys are incredibly rare. But he has that kind of part to his game. But the thing going back to last year, and remember seeing it for the first time, in fact, at Kids Day a year ago, right as he stepped on campus, Ivory Kelly Martin runs hard. IKM brings it every time he gets the football. Patience can be a virtue behind the zone blocking scheme. You can't just get a guy that gets the football and goes. You have to read your blockers. You have to read the defense. You have to find those cutback lanes, most importantly, to be most effective in the zone blocking scheme that Iowa runs. But... This is a guy that I think, in terms of pure talent, has the most. And now we're getting into, how does this timeshare work? Because it's still going to be that, and we've seen that throughout the years. Gone are the days of Fred Russell having a bulk of the carries. And that was 15 years ago. That's not happening again. And the only reason that happened is because of injuries to Jamel Lewis. That aside, how does this break down? Does this now mean that Ivory Kelly Martin's getting half the carries, 30% for Torrin Young, 15% for Makai Sargent and 5% remaining for fullbacks, jet sweeps, design quarterback runs, and whoever else is in the mix. Maybe. That's something that I want to kind of figure out now going forward. How this, how this is going to break down, how it's going to set up for the Iowa offense. Able to run the football. Jerry Naro yesterday mentioned this with the Big Ten Network in their tour of Iowa. Iowa better along the offensive line. Ross Reynolds, has he taken the leap? Keegan Render, how good is he at the center position? Brian Ferentz has said he's better as a center than he was at a guard. He was a pretty good guard. Now you have this guy back at center where he played a couple of spots a year ago with some injuries to James Daniels. You have him in that spot. We know the tackles. They won't be there in game number one against NIU. Iowa runs the football. They have a quarterback. They have tight ends. Nick Easley can catch the football. Do they have anything else? And wrinkles added to the offense. Now a defensive line has a chance to be special. We're seeing young guys continue to get opportunities. Linebackers that, Amadi Jones, they love this guy. I mean, it, it just seems like he has a command of exactly what Iowa wants to do. He's going to get guys in the right spot. He's going to make plays. Are there mistakes? Is there going to be a step back from Josie Jewell? Yeah, I believe so. 
you just don't replace an All-American. This isn't Alabama. This isn't Clemson. This isn't Ohio State. There, there is going to be some kind of drop-off, regardless of who the backup is. But Imani Jones has been around. This is a guy that's been on campus now. This is his third season at the University of Iowa. They're not thrusting a freshman in there. This is a guy that has been on the football field, mostly in special teams, but he has been out there at the very least. It's been his job. He won the job in the spring, and he's taken a step forward. The linebackers, two are known. It'll be Jones. It'll be Neiman. Who's the third guy? What direction do they go? That's still being ironed out, but as we hear from this team, I've told you guys before, I've been back and forth. I've been all over the place. I've been as low as 5-7 and seven with Iowa throughout the summer. I've been as high as 11-1 and one, all over the place. Next week, I have to make it official. I'll do that. I will make it official, give you my official prediction, which have been pretty good throughout the years. There's been some misses. Not going to lie to you. But I had a long string in there where I was either spot on or within a game of Iowa for a number of years. I didn't see 2015 happening, but we will be doing that next week because the time, it is almost here. Football, football, football. One other note on the Hawkeyes as uh, the basketball schedule was released today from the Big Ten. 20 conference games this year. We've talked about that in the past. Iowa this season will be playing two games in early December like they did a year ago. Iowa Crapped the bed last year in those two games, two winnable games against Indiana and Penn State. And alas, we saw what happened to Iowa Hoops last season. Game one, Friday night, November 30th, at home against Wisconsin. Game two, Monday, December 3rd, at Michigan State. Then they come back home for Iowa State before conference gets going again back in January and the remaining 18 games of the slate. Look, we've talked about it a lot. My thoughts on Iowa, the way they schedule non-conference, I don't have a problem with playing bad teams, but the sheer number of them and how bad they are. There is a difference, though it doesn't seem like it, there is a difference between playing a team 330 in the RPI and 220 in the RPI, and a pretty big difference, especially the numbers that Iowa's played. We've talked about that too much. We'll leave it aside. I'll yell it about it again in November. Ah, who am I kidding? Probably a little bit before then, before then as well. Coming back on the other side, we got our buddy Alex Halstead stopping in. We're talking Cyclones with him. A lot of Hawkeyes in segment one. We'll do a lot of Cyclones in segment number two. Coming back with more Jimmy B and TC. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. This year, it's our year. The year we win it all. This is the year the flag flies. For wins. For big games. For titles. This is the year you fly the colors of your favorite team. These colors? uh, These colors mean everything. And you'll find those colors at Heartland Flagpoles and Flags. The largest selection of team flags anywhere. Football, basketball, hockey, NASCAR, and more. Shop 3719 Southwest 9th Des Moines or heartlandflags.com. From the Barrel, Des Moines Whiskey Festival kicks off this year and will be taking place in downtown Des Moines. Ladies, don't miss our Friday night kickoff dinner, Women in Whiskey, featuring a five-course dinner, whiskey pairings, and great entertainment. Women in Whiskey proudly benefits our amazing sponsor, Susan G. Komen. Tickets on sale now at dsmwhiskeyfest.com. Sponsored by Firestone Complete Auto Care. Head into Firestone Complete Auto Care to get $70 off per axle on a standard brake service. Whatever you drive, drive a Firestone. Coupon required, restrictions and exclusions apply. Details at driveafirestone.com. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Roofer Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations. We overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Roofer Roulette, give us a call. Right Roofing is one of the only local roofers with a 50-year warranty on both the shingles and the labor. So you know that when we roof it, we'll roof it once and we'll roof it right. For a warranty on materials and labor that's five times longer than most companies, call Right Roofing at 515-729-0770, where we say you choose the color, we'll handle the rest. That's 729-0770, or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roof, roof, roof. 
An old favorite is back again with a new and updated menu, Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. Stop by Bennigan's and check out the new signature steak and ale menu, made from scratch everyday recipes that have stood the test of time. Dinner with friends, a night out, or just stop by to watch the ball game. Make it Bennigan's, Merle Hay Road. You're with friends at Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. It's not too late to rent the Heritage Carousel for your late summer or fall outing. This is a one-of-a-kind venue that will keep your guests talking long after the party ends. We've hosted everything from birthday parties to rehearsal dinners. The Heritage Carousel is owned and operated by the Des Moines Carousel Foundation and is a not-for-profit organization. If you would like to have your next event at the Heritage Carousel, go to heritagecarousel.org for more information on renting the carousel. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards for brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus. And online at TheRookieSportsCards.com. It's time for your daily dose of Cyclone coverage on 1700 KBGG. Trek kind of back with you on a Tuesday afternoon, taking you home here, Jimmy B and TC. Minus Brinson this afternoon. We got Alex Halstead stopping by. He normally does throughout the year on Tuesdays. Every once in a while we'll bring him in at different times. But normally if you're looking to set your calendar for the football season, we'll try to get Alex in here each and every Tuesday and uh, talk some Cyclone football with him. Alex, what's a good word, my man? Well, uh, getting closer and closer to game week. Uh, I think it'll be a week from today we'll have finished up a press conference previewing week one with Matt Campbell. So it's getting closer, trying to get through these last few days. There's not much more to write about uh, after two weeks of interviews, and now it's just kind of the point where they just got to get on the field and play. Yeah, it really feels that way, Alex, as we've talked throughout the spring and summer. It's just uh, waiting for that moment. We, we've kind of rehashed everything. What's, uh, what's the schedule look like for you? I, I know one thing that you mentioned a, you're going to get an opportunity to hear from Coach Campbell on Friday of this week, but uh, with the Kids' Day activities happening. Also, though, a little bit of a change in the press conference schedule for football season this year. Fill us in on that. Yeah, so you know, do a little bit of basketball, actually, Thursday with you know Steve Prohm will be out at Coaches versus Cancer, and, and we'll talk to some media beforehand along with, uh, obviously, the other three in-state coaches uh, for men's basketball. And then Friday is, is the day where um, – you know, I think they call it victory day at Iowa State. Matt Campbell's done it both of his first two seasons. And basically the players get paired up with um, kids, you know, who, who won't ever get the chance to play football, whether it's uh, disabilities or things like that. And uh, it's been pretty cool to watch, you know, the players interact with them actually the last couple of years. And so we'll be back up there to, to, to 
cover that, but also to talk to Matt Campbell for the final time before uh, game week. And then, yeah, the, the press conference schedule will be a little bit different. It might coincide with uh, our Tuesday chats, actually. Mm. Uh, Matt Campbell's going to now be talking on Tuesdays for his press conference. And the main change for that is Iowa State doesn't practice on Mondays. And the NCAA has a rule um, that it, players, um, it, it counts as practice time when they do interviews. And so players aren't available on Mondays because they don't practice. And so now they're just going to do everything on Tuesdays instead. So Tuesdays is when it's going to be. Well, yeah, that throws a wrench into things, Alex. We're going to have to figure that out. We will get it figured out, though, no doubt about it. Hey, some news that uh, came out just yesterday. Cam Lard back on campus, moving from some football talk to basketball. And he mentioned you'll get to hear from Prome on Thursday. Back on campus, went through the, the process that he had, the life skills training, have you been able to hear anything, how it's gone, how he's looking, anything as it pertains to that? The only thing so far is, you know, one, I think it sounds like he's been back for close to a week now. Um, he obviously started classes yesterday, and that's kind of when it came out that he's officially back. But he was there Sunday, supposedly, you know, with the whole autograph session. And um, last week he posted some stuff on, I think it was Instagram. I'm not fluid with, you know, what everybody's posting this stuff on. But fans on the site tell me that he, he – you know, posted last week on Instagram, back in Souk up and stuff. So he's been back in the gym and, and that sort of thing, getting back into the groove of things with Iowa State and their facilities for the last week or so. Started classes yesterday, and that's the, the, the big important thing is, you know, we talked about a couple of weeks ago, Steve Brom said once Cam Lard was back on campus, that was that. You know, he's back with the team fully. There's nothing he's got to kind of go through. This wellness program was the thing. So uh, I, I know he was also working out. Um, with, I think, a trainer while he was gone. So, you know, shape-wise, I think he's going to be there. It's just going to be, you know, he didn't necessarily maybe get the full off-season of working one-on-one with coaches and things like that. But conditioning-wise, I think everything's probably going to be fine once they really start to get into things here in the next several weeks. Very interesting and incredibly deep squad. And certainly, this is going to be the deepest Iowa State basketball team we've seen under Steve Prohm, right? Yeah, and, that, and, and Prohm has said that, you know, they have – Obviously, 13 scholarship players. Prentice Nixon won't play this year, sitting out after transferring. So you have 12 players that are eligible to play this year in terms of scholarship guys, and there's competition really all the way up to 12. Now, Prome doesn't want to play 10, 11, 12 guys. He's never done that. You know, I think probably eight, probably the number he probably looks for, seven or eight. But there could be competition that deep in terms of guys trying to vie for minutes early. Um, when you look at the forward spot, obviously you got Lard and uh, Solomon Young and Michael Jacobson, but does George Condit try to get some minutes, at least in the non-conference? I think his body still needs to transform, and we're going to probably see that in the next 12 months. But, you know, there's a guy there. you got a lot of really competition at guard. That's really the big area where it's going to be who who gets those minutes. You know, Linda Wigginton, Meryl Shayak at the wing, Nick Babb. But, you know, what are guys, you know, like even, um, you know, whether it's Taylor Horton Tucker, how many minutes does he get? or even a guy like Tyrese Halliburton. So I think that's the biggest question, you know, is who gets some of these minutes, and that's really the battles that are going to begin here in earnest when they get onto the court, which I think will probably be practices probably within the next couple weeks. Alex Halstead joining us, CycloneAlert.com. Alex, so yesterday as I'm perusing uh, Cyclone Alert as I do every morning, oh, look at this. I, I, I guess Alex Halstead's writing an article just for me making 10 Iowa State bets for the 2018 season. How'd you come up with that idea? Well, I was trying to, you know, like, like I mentioned before, get to the season and trying to kind of look ahead to, uh, I guess, the bigger picture. And we're into the final week before game week next week. And yesterday I did the 10 bets. I made mine, and then I think it also was kind of a conversation starter with the sight of what, get, what other fans were thinking, I guess, in terms of some of these things. You know, most of those bets were – you know, things like over-under six-and-a-half wins, the over-under on 1,200 rushing yards for Montgomery, or um, you know whether or not Kyle Kemp starts every game, which hasn't happened for an Iowa State quarterback since 2009. So just kind of interested um, to see what other people are thinking, but also to kind of put my word on it. And then you know, today was you know the top 15 returners, according to pro football focus. I think just things like that, you know, as we try to inch towards game week. Yeah, the, a lot of good ones in there. We've talked about the over-under as it pertains to the win total, and, and I certainly feel confident with the over of 6.5. I did want to get into a couple of these with you, though. I, I thought one of the most interesting ones, though, is the one you mentioned 
about the quarterback and Kyle Kemp starting every game this season. Alex, your prediction is yes, that uh, for the first time since 2009, Kyle Kemp will start every game, the starter, as the starter every single game. I'm not so sure. Maybe it's the love affair I have with Zeb Nolan and that big right arm, but I I just have a feeling we're going to see Nolan at some point this year. And, well, more times than not throughout the years, my side of things would be right. That's one of the biggest, one of the ten bets that I've seen the most difference on when when people are, you know, kind of putting their own their own name on them. And it was probably one of the harder ones to pick. I went with it because I just feel like at some point Iowa State's got to get through a full season with the the same quarterback. And I know the one thing they really like about Kemp is accuracy and decision making. And I think the big thing with him is does he stay healthy? Because even when you look at last year, he started eight games, but right in the middle of those eight games. He gets hurt at the end of the West Virginia game, tries to start the Oklahoma State game, doesn't make it to halftime, and then he misses the Baylor game. So that wasn't even a full season for him, and, and he had the injury. You know, That's the one thing that you can't predict is, is even getting banged up for one week. You look across all of college football, and you know how many times does even teams with quarterbacks they really, really like and would not ever take out you know, even miss just one game here or there. So that's my biggest question is, is health. Um, you know, I, I think the 15 pounds that he added this offseason was partially to be a little bit more durable and take some of those hits. But I think health is the, is the big question. But as we know, you know, Austin Arnaud's the last guy to do it for Iowa State in 2009. And since then, it's been a combination of things. Some of it's been health, and some of it's just been crazy situations like the Jacob Park situation. And then some of it's just been guys underperforming where, like you said, a guy like Zeb Nolan gets that opportunity. Speaking of the quarterback position, another uh, fun bet you had here on your your bets for Iowa State football this year. Who throws more passes this year? Brock Purdy, the incoming freshman from Arizona, or a combination between David Montgomery and Deshante Jones? Both Montgomery and Jones have thrown passes in Iowa State uniforms, two guys that played the quarterback position. Gadget plays are Brock Purdy. You went the way I think I'd bet, too, with Montgomery and Jones, though. Yeah, I went with Montgomery and Jones, and the, the main reason I brought up this bet is just because, um, you know, as we're waiting around for interviews recently, I think us media have had some discussions of, like, will Purdy play, and what would it take for Purdy to play? Because I think the feeling right now is that he's probably the third-string quarterback. They won't say, and I don't know if they'll ever put a third-string quarterback on the depth chart, but I heard he went into the scrimmage at, at least third, and, you know, who knows what that all means. But the question then was, does he have a chance to play? And then you start thinking, what would it take for him to play and the situation really is probably a major blowout because the first guy you're going to bring in after Kemp, if you are even beating a team handily in the fourth quarter, is Zeb Noland, and you're going to want him to get a lot of reps. So does Purdy even come in, even with the new redshirt rule, would he come in? And so that's kind of where that one came up is, you know, like you said, Montgomery threw a pass last year. I think Deshante Jones threw a pass last year on trick plays. Are they more likely to throw even just two? You're basically saying, does Purdy throw less than two passes? And, I took Montgomery Jones just because I still think it's hard, going to be hard for him to get into a game, even with the new redshirt rule that allows him to play in four games, because I think if you're up by enough or down by enough, either direction, I think you're going to want your backup quarterback and Zeb Nolan to get those reps. Finally, uh, probably the favorite for many people out there, what game will Iowa State wear their black uniforms first? It was a big summer conversation, as you know, Alex. You're putting your money week three against Oklahoma. Yeah, this this one is, there's different ways you can look at it. There's obviously 12 options, not including whether or not you think they'll go to a bowl game, but 12 regular season options. And, you know, they're probably, I don't think, going to wear it on a road game. And I just think the, the national TV aspect, I think the one knock against Oklahoma is an 11 a.m. game. I could also see them wearing it at night. So the, the three things I've seen come come since I posted this is some people agree that they'll wear the black uniform against Oklahoma. And then the two other games I've seen are Akron, which I'm not sure about that one. Yeah. And then West Virginia, which could maybe be a night game and it's a home game. So it's going to be interesting. I, Matt Campbell, I think at one point said that this black uniform, and this was before we knew there was going to be a black uniform, but that this alternate uniform was going to be, I think he's called it the big game uniform. And so when I think about it in that context, I think about it, you get Oklahoma at home on on Fox, and that would be the type of game I would expect them to wear it. I think you got it penned out. Alex Halstead, CycleAndAlert.com. 
is the website. Alex, we will talk to you next week, and thank God, it'll be game week. Yeah, a lot to talk about. South Dakota State and uh, speaking of bets, it'll be interesting to see where that betting line comes in by the time we talk next week. Well, uh, I can tell you there are some offshores that already have the line up and is exactly 14 as I looked at it today. Cyclones favored by exactly two touchdowns. So we got betting lines, so we're getting closer to kickoff. Yes, we are. Alex, thank you as always for your time. Yep, talk to you later, Trent. Alex Allstead, 24-7 Sports. That right, that's right, folks. If you want to go to some of those shady offshore places, you can find it. Jackrabbits getting the 14 in Jack Trice Stadium. Oh, does that sound so fun to say? Betting lines, we're getting there. More with that with Joe Fortenbaugh coming up at 5.30. Next, we're talking Hawkeyes with Wolfgang here on Jimmy B and TC. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Stephanie Goodhue of Iowa Realty is a full-service residential realtor serving all of Central Iowa. She specializes in new construction, relocation, acreages, single-family, and condo townhouse sales. Stephanie Goodhue, a buyer's agent and a seller's agent, along with a member of the National Association of Realtors and the Des Moines Area Association of Realtors. Let Stephanie provide a free market analysis if you're considering selling your home. Stephanie Goodhue of Iowa Realty. She will lead you home. Sponsored by Dell. Dell Small Business Technology Advisors know there's nothing small about your business. They provide one-on-one partnership and reliable Dell PCs with Intel Core processors. Call 877-BY-DELL. Here's a look at traffic, and right now we've got a few accidents in the metro. First of all, there's a crash on Highway 141 going westbound at Southeast 37th. And then we have a car versus pedestrian accident on 2nd Avenue at Euclid. Also, there is an accident on Fleur Drive at Gray's Lake. And finally, for right now, we have an accident on Southeast 14th at East Edison Avenue. If you're by any of these places, make sure to be careful by them. And as always, drive safe and have a great evening. Don't waste away the last days of summer in a car you hate. Join my flip-flop revolution today. Hey, Joe Clemens here from Capital City Motor Company. I'm on a mission to help everyone kick back in a car they love. I'll help you flip out of your current car and flop into a nicer, newer one by paying up to $4,679 more than appraised value for your trade. Relax and arrive. You'll love my one and only for the people credit approval process is easy breezy. My team is the best there is, and we know how to get you approved, even if you've been turned down before. Don't waste away the last days of summer. Be part of my flip flop revolution. I'll pay up to $4,679 more for your trade, and you can flip out of your old car and flop into a nicer, newer car today. But hurry, the revolution ends August 31st or after we've flip flopped 82 cars. I'm Joe Clemens, and I'm a dealer for the people. Come see us at Capital City Motor Company in Des Moines on East University, one block off I 235. On the state fair side, call 265-1467 or online at approvedbyjoe.com, approvedbyjoe.com, www.approvedbyjoe.com. Touchdown! Don't miss out on tailgates and touchdowns because your cars broke down. Instead, call an audible by calling Absolute Auto Repair, where we offer free loaner cars while yours is in the shop. At Absolute Auto Repair in Herbdale, we get that when your car breaks down, your life is interrupted. That's why we offer loaner cars to keep your busy life moving. Absolute Auto Repair in Herbdale on Hickman Road near Cobblestone Theater. Google Absolute Auto Repair Herbdale. Absolute Auto Repair is a proud supporter of high school football. Touchdown! Absolute Auto Repair. Summer is here, and when the storms hit and your roof leaks, it's time to call Wolf Construction. From a complete re-roof to just fixing that leaky roof. The roofing staff has experience working with many different roof systems with Wolf Construction and a knowledge of how the roof system works best for your home. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515-225-8866 or online wolfconstruction.net What type of people will create a world without type 1 diabetes? We're the lift each other up type. The more determined than you think type. The type that will walk for life-changing research and stop at nothing. Until type 1 becomes type none. Join a JDRF walk near you so one day you could say I helped turn type 1 into type none. Take the first step at walk.jdrf.org. Pour one more beer for me. Exile me. 
The Arizona Iowa Baseball Company has become a one-stop shop for all of your field product needs. Arizona Iowa Mounds can provide you with anything to make your field look great and play great from portable pitching mounds to field products and equipment. With multiple items stocked for the season, Arizona Iowa Mounds offer same-day delivery on stocked items and free field consultant to Iowa Little Leagues, high schools, and colleges. And individual lessons are available for baseball and softball players at their location. 3976 Northwest Urbandale Drive, the Arizona Iowa Baseball Company. Hey guys, Trent Condon back here once again. Want to tell you a little bit about New Leaf Wellness Center. New Leaf Wellness has helped me lose weight, gain endurance during workouts, and one of the biggest things, have energy all day long. No more lulls during the afternoon. Great program, great people at New Leaf Wellness Center. Check them out today at 3930 West Town Parkway in West Des Moines. And all summer long, giving away iCubs tickets. Find out how New Leaf Wellness can help you or give them a call at 515 515- 650-1358. That's 650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness Centers. Let's feel better together and turn over a new leaf with New Leaf Wellness. It's time for your daily dose of Hawkeye coverage on 1700 KBGG. We continue on Jimmy B and TC minus the Jimmy B portion today. He's off. He's off a lot, but luckily Wolfgang likes to help me out, come in, talk, whatever's rattling around in his wild mind. You can find Wolfgang on Twitter at Wolfgang Hawkeye, not just Hawk Talk, Cyclones, and whatever else is going on. What's going on with you today, Wolfgang? Do you have bad breath or something, man? No, no. Why, why is that? Oh, because Jimmy B's gone again today? Yeah, I'm starting to think you have really bad breath or something. Could be that. I, uh, maybe B.O., maybe a little bit of B.O. Eh, let me give me a sniff. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Not bad, not bad. I smell a little, yeah, yeah. No, not bad, not bad. I put the Old Spice on today. I'm good. I'm I'm ready to fire. I'm. See, I love Old Spice. Is Old Spice now cool again? Because it was cool with my dad's age, people. And it's it's making a comeback, I believe. Is that true? I don't know. I, I really don't know. I, you don't care either. You're married. <laughs> Very true. Very true. Yeah, when you get to that point, not quite the same, is it? I Don't do the, the same kind of doctoring I once did for a night out on the town. Please define that more, would you please? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> Moving on. All right. Wolfgang, last night we uh well we got to see the BTN bus tour as they made their way to Iowa City. Tweets coming out throughout the day. The package put together yesterday. Saw a couple of uh things that jumped out. A couple of cornerbacks out there. Saw Terry Roberts, a true freshman that hadn't been talked about a whole lot. Julius Brents was kind of the star of the star of the uh, kids' day practice from a couple of Saturdays ago, but Wolfgang, uh, I'm going to leave it open ended for you. Your takeaways as you're watching the BTN crew last night. So I never know what to believe with these guys. Um, I think all Hawkeye fans that I talk to, if if they had any say in what the Big Ten Network would do, we'd like a little more like pizzazz, a little more opinion, a little more fire, a little more this and that. I think they're a little too wishy-washy on everybody, and everybody's great, and, well, this doesn't look... But every once in a while, you can pull some stuff out of here, a nugget here or there, that, that's good. So just to start off on this, I thought this was cool. I don't know if you find this cool. Part of me, when it happened, I went, oh, no, this, this ain't cool. This is kind of this is kind of awkward that they're doing this, and they're making the Big Ten people go out and do the camera work in the rain. Because mm-hmm. you could tell they were tweeting out some of the stuff, and I think they might have kind of been kidding, but I don't think they were totally kidding. It didn't seem like Dave Rebson was real pleased to be in the rain. And I get that. But this is why I love Kirk Ferentz. Because that would have been an absolute wasted opportunity for these guys. Because like he said, there's a chance it could rain. This year, in a game, what are they supposed to do? Put on the, uh, you know, put on the uh, sprinkler system at the, at the facility? <laughs> what are they, how are they supposed That's what I love about Kirk. He's... There is this opportunity. There, there was a couple opportunities earlier in the spring, I think he said, and it just didn't work out. Uh, you know, the rain clouds ended up moving further uh, east or something like that. But they're getting to see what Nate Stanley looks like in the rain. How do the receivers, do the receivers catch the ball? What kind of footing do you need? What kind of cleats do you need? What kind of this and that? That's the kind of stuff that you can't really prepare for unless you actually do it. I didn't, you know, I'm not a college football player, but I would assume it's, it's a deal. And I, I like the fact that he did that. Didn't give in to the network's, you know, demands and, and want them to do it inside and stuff like that. I like that. Do you? 
I do, yeah. And uh, Andy Reid did that uh, earlier this week down in Kansas City. They were getting pelted with rain. It was one of their last practices uh, that they had an opportunity to kind of do a lot of different stuff, and they could have done the same. They could have gone inside and got the work done. Instead, they went the route, we're going to practice in the rain because come November, December, there might be one of those games that we have to deal with, and you want to see how guys are able to react. And an exact same thing here. It's the mentality of Kirk Ferentz. Yes, you want to put on a good show for the BTN bus tour. I get it. But you also, more importantly, need to get your work done. Kirk isn't relenting, isn't going to do things just to make people in the BTN offices. He's going to do the best thing for Iowa football. It's good to see. And uh, there's plenty of things that you can get upset about Kirk with, and, and we can question throughout the years, and that's going to happen when you're at a program for two decades. But you have to maintain Kirk Ferentz is always going to do what he believes is best for Iowa football. And I don't think we got I don't think I got as much footage as I wanted to see. Did you? Yeah, I would have liked to see more. Yeah. Got some clips, got some drills, but would have liked to see a little bit more. But doesn't it always leave you wanting more? Doesn't it always want you just just hoping that you can get even a little bit more there? And and I understand that they wouldn't want to extend it forever because nobody cares about the third string wide receiver and what kind of hands he has if you're at Ohio State or you're at Illinois or something like that. But there should be something on their website or something like that where there's even extended footage or something like that. Sometimes I think they're brilliant over there, the way they got this going, and they thought they were miles ahead of everybody else on this Big Ten Network thing. And other times I think, what the hell are they doing? I mean, you're putting us to sleep sometimes with this stuff. Let's have some opinion. You can You can have opinion and say this is a question or this is something that they need to improve on without being a jerk. I mean, there's ways to do that. Yep. You know, there just are, there's a way to do that. I believe there is a way. Right now, they're a little too milk toast, a little too vanilla for me. The potential there, there, it is there, but some of the guys that they have there just aren't willing to go there, and I don't know if it's them or if it's what they're being told to do because they want a job, you know what I mean? So they're getting paid handsomely, I would, I would guess, so that's probably why they're doing that. They're watering it down on purpose, I would guess. You know, Wolfgang, another thing I wanted to bring up is something Jerry DiNardo said. I respect Jerry DiNardo, especially as it comes to line play. He talked about the offensive line being better than he anticipated, the depth of the defensive line, and we've talked about that D-line and the number of guys that they can throw out there. But on the offensive side of the football, an ability to run the football, going back to kids' day, Iowa ran the football more effectively than they normally do when we see that August practice. Defense sucks. Defense sucks, Trent. <laughs> it's an opportunity here. If Iowa is good up front and the offensive line can run the football, it's simple, but those are normally the best Iowa football seasons when line play is good. How good can the line play be in your mind? You know, and I, that, was the, that was the biggest thing. That's my number one thing I took out. I would, this is all you have to answer me. Was that the number one thing you heard? that the offensive line was better than expected. Yes, absolutely. Wolfgang, we talked about this a lot, I think, back in the spring. I was really concerned with the interior of the offensive line. Now, game one, it's going to be the outside spot with the tackles as they're not going to be in there with no Tristan Wirfs and no Alaric Jackson for Northern Illinois. But I was concerned. Russ Reynolds was a guy to me. He, he was a, a, C, a guy that you plugged in. I was never impressed by him. It sounds like maybe he's a guy taking that step, taking that senior leap that we see happen so many times, regardless of position, in the Kirk Ferentz era. A guy playing his best football at the end of a season. If he makes that, Keegan Render, Brian Ferentz said a week ago, he's a better center than he was as a guard, and I thought he was a de- at least above average at the guard position. If he's a good center, all right, now we're talking. You're finding one other <laughs> spot. You got the tackles that we talked about going into their sophomore year. And Ivory Kelly Martin and Torin Young and Makai Sargent. Whoa, Iowa runs the football. Here we go. Here we because go. Because they didn't. They didn't, Trent, last year. They, we, we really didn't. I think they said there were five games last year where we didn't get 100 yards rushing. I'd have to compare that to other years. There was also a quote. Was it, was it Render or Reynolds, Trent? Do you remember this? Where it was, I believe it was Kirk, and I don't know if it was Docterman or one of those guys that you have on, Trent. Um, that I read a tweet or, or something in an article where Kirk basically said it was either Render or Reynolds where he said, basically telling scouts, uh, yeah, you might want to keep a guy on this guy or an eye on this guy. He might be he might be getting it here. 
Mm-hmm. Do you remember which guy I'm talking about, or do you remember even reading that tweet or anything yeah, like I th- that? Because I think it was about Render. I think it was about Render about that, yeah. That's good news. Okay, yes. That's really good news. And I think before we heard any of this stuff, that's what I was telling you when I was in Oklahoma. Offensive line, for whatever dumb bleep reason, is my concern. I want we got to get our running game going again. We obviously have to protect our quarterback. And if you don't have a good offensive line, offensive football is just really hard to watch. I know we're never going to – we're how many years in now? We're not going to have offensive lines like we did back when Kirk started, when it was just pathetic. The offensive line was horrible. The D-backs were like you and I could have – covered wide receivers better than that. Other than that, there were certain parts of Kirk Ferentz's first few years that weren't bad. We had players in certain places. Yeah. We were just horrible at the offensive line and cornerback. Do you remember that right? Am I remembering that right? In your, oh, absolutely. In your I mean, you had Bruce Nelson out there playing left tackle his freshman season at 255 pounds. It just <laughs> it was a different level. And yeah, you had Kevin Casper who caught a ton of balls that year because all they could do because they couldn't get protection is run bubble screens to him. You know, you had players like that. Zeron Flemister, he got a shot in the league. They had a few dudes. Matt Bowen was on those teams, but the depth. Cornerbacks would have been like Kim Dodge was our best cornerback. Am I remembering that right? I'm like, well, I Matt, just remember we couldn't, we could not cover anybody. Matt Stockdale, come on, Max, Matt Stockdale, who I saw blow past uh, one of my buddies in the 200 back in high school, which I, I still give him crap about. Wasn't even <laughs> close to Stockdale. About laughed him out of 200. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it was. They were young. They were not very talented in a lot of different spots. There were some pieces, but yeah, the offensive line, you're never going to imagine that they're going to crater to those depths again. What so we're o- just, we're being too pissy, and this is what you do when you have this time, mm-hmm. Grant. Yeah. This is what you do. I mean, you overanalyze, and then mm-hmm. you, uh, well, am I being too hard? Am I being too easy? But the offensive line isn't going to suck. Can we say that? So, I mean, is it going to be good enough to have the type of top 10 season that we've had five out of 19 years? Or is it going to be out of the top 25, like it's been, you know, 14 out of the 19 years? You know what I mean? So it's very interesting. I cannot wait. When are you going to do that, Trent? Because I'm going to try to talk to you. I, I think I've come to my conclusion. When are you going to do that next week? Do you have a day? Do you have a plan? Anything like that? Because I'd like to talk to you Friday before uh, you make your picks. I, I think it'll be on Wednesday or Thursday next week. I'll, I'll have my official prediction, my WNL for the whole season for uh, for the season for both Iowa and Iowa State. I, now, you've gone back and forth. Am I right? I've been you've all gone over the place. I've been all over really the place. really excited, and then I feel like uh, I need to, like, you want to sit on the couch with me, and I'll talk to you up, buddy. Don't, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. So I, I don't know where you sit right now. It's it's interesting, and that makes good for it. You need to pump that up. I'm really wanting to hear what you're, uh, what you're thinking here, but are you still going back and forth, or you know now? I have a feeling I know what direction I'm going to end up, but... It's this has been the most I've been doing this 14 years now, Wolfgang. This has been that's no small sample size. That's that's yeah, that's something there. Okay, interesting. This has been the most difficult season for me to get a handle on. I've been very close a number of years now. 2015, I completely whiffed on that one. I, I thought that was a seven and five team, eight and four. They went 12 and 0 in the regular season. So there's been whiffs, but. I was one of the few people in 2009 that knew I was going to be good. I was one of the few people. Remember that year, uh, the road schedule. The, too many difficult road games. There's no way this team can get through that. All they do is go into Michigan State, go into Penn State, get victories there. That team, as we saw, was incredibly good. I was one of the few there. I was on an island, and it turned out to be for the right part. But some years, you just, you're just you off. That happens, too. I didn't see 4-8 and eight coming in 2012. I had 4-8 to crater that depth. It was the only time <laughs> since Kirk's got the thing built up starting in 2001 that they ever had a losing season. That was the first time that that happened. So I didn't see that one. Overall, though, I feel like I have a pretty good handle at things. This year has been incredibly difficult, though, Wolfgang. I have been anywhere from 5-7. and seven, Two eleven and one. I, I have been all over the place <laughs> I love it. I love throughout it. this summer here, but I have a feeling I know which way I'm going to end up. Let's say, let me put this another way. Would this be weird? I mean, obviously the goal is for when you do this next Wednesday or whenever you do it, and you give your predictions at WNL and you and you say where I was going to finish in the in the West and all that stuff. Let's let me ask you a different question. What if the goal was for you to, no matter what. And I'd give you a million dollars, Trent, okay? A million dollars. If you end up within one game either way, 
Either way. Do you understand what I'm saying there? Am I asking that question right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. so if you were within one game, either way, what would your record be? And I'll tell you, my, I, I'll, I'll say mine was three losses. We talked about it at the lake. That was mine, 9-3. Nine 9-3. and, three. Nine and three. I'd, I'd probably be a step below that at 8-4, and four, just because okay. that's, that's Iowa football. There's special years, there's down years, but you hit that, you go at the eight mark, you get seven and five, eight and four, and nine and three to be within a game. That's where I would lean. So to be, okay, so you're being, I'm trying to think what the word is, what you're being right now, because we're trying to decide top 10 or out of the top 25. So I asked you a different question. So that doesn't necessarily mean you're not going to pick Iowa to finish in the top 10. So I'm not trying to ruin your next week. When I'm going to be listening, but I'm I'm trying to think of what I would, I yeah I go with three losses. I think, man, if they dude if they lose more than four games, Trent, if they lose more than four games, I'm gonna be pissed. Yeah, if they're, okay, if, I'm just yep, saying. Yep. I'll just tell you right now, I am going to be pissed if they lose five games. Yes, that that's also I think a fair representation of things. If this team does go seven and five with the schedule they have, yes, Wisconsin's good. Yes, Penn State on the road is not an easy place. Iowa State's improved, Northwestern's Northwestern, Purdue's getting better, on and on and on. All those. But you find five losses in there, it's going to be a frustrating year. And it's not going to be pointing to your boy, Brian, taking over as head coach. They put together a 7-5 and five this year. Oh, gosh. Oh, and I want to – can we talk – what do we – we got to do commercial right now or are we good? Let's take a commercial break. We'll come back on the other side. we got a, still a whole lot more to dig into as we're getting closer and closer to football season. One more from DiNardo I want to get your thoughts on. Yes. Talking about evolution on offense. We'll, we'll get into that. we got a plenty to get into in the quarterback. Talk dirty to me right now, Trent. Please, let's not go to commercial break. Just say that again one more time. We'll pay some bills. Coming back on the other side with more <laughs> Wolfgang. Take it up until 6 o'clock tonight. It's Jimmy B and TC.